0: Locked on Dolphins, the Dolphins today have several assistant coaches in for interviews for the defensive coordinator position, and a new name is introduced into the candidate pool. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on Dolphins fans, Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. And uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about two coordinate coordinator candidates who are in house for the Dolphins today conducting interviews and a new name that has been attached to the position that the Dolphins have requested and received permission to conduct an interview with. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the show, I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan and the co-founder of the draftnetwork.com. And uh want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode of Lockdown Dolphins is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done. Right. You can pick two to six players from Prize Picks' internal lines. And if they go more or less and you hit the parlay, you can win up to 25X your money on your entry. Make sure you visit prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on in all capitals for a 100% instant deposit match. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So Vic Fangio's is in house today. Sean Desai is also in house today. And Chris Richard. Uh, a new name introduced into the mix, according to reports this morning, uh, the Dolphins receiving permission to interview Chris Richard. And I want to start with Chris Richard uh, because this is a name that was not discussed when I did my top five candidates pool uh, earlier in the week. It's not been a name that we have associated, but there are some breadcrumbs here that would indicate that Chris Richard uh, would be a, a very fascinating candidate for the Dolphins. Consider this. Chris Richard first took a coaching position at USC as a defensive coordinator or excuse me, as a graduate assistant uh, in 2008. He was 30 years old. He's currently 44. His path, uh, he's worked for several impressive coaches. Sean Payton, Jason Garrett, Pete Carroll is the coaching tree. Um, Some really, really highly accomplished NFL coaches. He spent two years at USC as a, as a graduate assistant, then made the jump to Seattle in 2010 as the assistant defensive backs coach for one year. Then he was the defensive backs coach in Seattle all throughout the uprising of that Seattle Legion of Boom. Uh, and then he spent three seasons as the defensive coordinator in Seattle from 15 to 17. Then he was the defensive backs coach in Dallas from 18, uh, seven, excuse me, 18 to 19 took a year off and then in 2021 joined the new Orleans saints as the defensive backs coach. And this past year was the co-defensive coordinator. And that's the important fine print here uh, because he's, he is a coordinator. He's the, he's the defensive co-defensive coordinator with Ryan Nielsen in new Orleans. So that is how the dolphins are able to conduct this interview because the way the hiring works teams have to effectively be done with you for you to take a parallel move, right? It was the Patrick Graham's of the world, leaving Miami in 2019 to go coach for the giants in 2020. Like that doesn't happen all that often. So for Chris Richard, this is an opportunity for him to not be a co-coordinator, but take a promotion and become the dolphins defensive coordinator. If he is ultimately deemed the best candidate for the, the position little different, Ideology than, than some of the quarter, quarter, half, uh, cover six, Vic Fangio's school of thought, uh, Fangio and Desai in-house uh, today interviewing for the Dolphins defensive coordinator position. Uh, but Chris Richard and his his resume speaks for itself. He's been a coordinator or a co-coordinator uh, for four years in the NFL. Yards perspective, Seattle in 15, second in yards. Allowed defensively in the entire NFL. First in points scored. Top scoring defense in the NFL in 15. 16. Fifth in yards. Thirds. Third in points allowed. 2017, they bottomed out. They were 11th in yards and 13th in points scored. Defensively. So two seasons of top five defense in both categories. And all three seasons in Seattle was a top half of the defense. Defense. And then he goes to Dallas and he kind of he he's in the running for the the Miami Dolphins head coach position that first year after Dallas. Uh it ultimately went to to Brian Flores. It felt like Richard and, and Flores were the two finalists for the position. And I'm gonna be quite frank, you know, in doing research for for Chris Richard at the time, I liked him. Oh, he, he was a fiery guy, but he's a pro-players coach and um A lot of the attitude that we ended up getting with Brian Flores, we had with Chris Rashard, but Flores was from the Patriots coaching tree as compared to the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom Pete Carroll coaching tree. Um, Then this past year in New Orleans, co-defensive coordinator. I have an impressive stat here, but we'll start with the same criteria that we've been looking at. Fifth in yards defensively in the entire NFL and ninth in points scored. So they had a top 10 scoring defense and a top 5 yards allowed defense in the NFL, and that in spite of being 30th in the NFL in takeaways this year. Think about that. Third worst turnovers produced in the NFL. Some of that is sustainable, some of that is coaching, as we've talked about with Josh Boyer. 30th in the NFL, still managed to have top five yardage defense and a top 10 scoring defense in the NFL. That's pretty impressive. And when you think about the Saints and the defensive personnel that they have, they got a couple winners up front Cameron Jordan, stud pass rusher. They got Marcus Davenport as a former former first round pick. They got Ty Matthew as a movable chess piece in the secondary. They signed Marcus May as another versatile safety type who can play high and play in the box. All these things that we talked about yesterday on the show, withdrawing the string between the the hash defender, the the apex defender, and the two high safety type players. Uh, Marcus May, Ty Matthew, interchangeability. They had big-time corner play uh, with Marshawn Lattimore, The big difference is this is another defense that had stud linebacker play between DeMario Davis and Pete Werner. um, Those guys are a level of, again, range, length, athleticism, pass coverage ability that the Dolphins just quite frankly don't have right now. So it is a little more unique. And then of course the Legion of Boom, you go back to, to Seattle. That was a very... Uh, unique cover three, physical on the outside, a lot of size in the secondary. They had Bobby Wagner holding it down in the heart of that defense. Uh, so obviously, that was um, that was another unit that that had a lot of athleticism to defend the middle of the field. They had Earl Thomas at safety and then Cam Chancellor as a guy who was a little bit more in the box. So the safeties weren't quite as versatile for those Seattle defenses, but they had such a skill specific player in Cam Chancellor that it worked. Um, So this is a really interesting name to be thrown into the hat. And the Dolphins are able to do this because Chris Richard was the co coordinator defensively for the saints this year. I'm fascinated by this addition to the pool. I'm going to be honest. And I- I'm pretty interested in what he might be able to bring to the table. if. Sean Payton does take a job and ends up hauling Vic Fangio and and Sean Desai for whatever reason they 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 don't go in a different direction. This this is a strong name to add to the pool, very strong name to add to the pool. Before we go any further on today's show, I encourage you guys to go to Turbo Taxes and don't do your taxes. You can meet with an expert instead who will do them for you. Turbo Tax experts can relieve you. From the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right. Guaranteed so you can relax. Feels good to have be, be done with your taxes. Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full-service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com backslash guarantees. Another one of our partners uh, here on the show that I am just over the moon with is the ultimate pro football GM game for your mobile devices. Uh, it, it is a lot of fun. I'm going to be honest. I did one one league where I think I'm like 30 years in now. Like it's it's I've been there a really long time, like some Don Shula vibes running this franchise. Um, If you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You can manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and where you want to. Locked on Dolphins listeners can get a free 100% boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON in all capitals in the game store. That is LOCKED ON all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. So Chris Richard, um, being another name that's added into the mix for Miami is one that that as I think about the outcome, I'm, I'm going to appreciate the thoroughness of the Dolphins defensive coordinator search. And there are some themes. There are some themes with the names that have either been speculated to be or are actually attached to the Dolphins defensive coordinator position and one of those, is an inverse of what the dolphins have been in the past in, in the past and specifically under Josh Boyer. The dolphins this year according to Pro Football Reference were the third most frequent blitzing team in the NFL. One out of every 3 snaps the dolphins defense took last year brought additional pressure. It's a big number. You contrast that to the two teams that we have a candidate who was officially interviewing for the job that had a position somewhere else. You have Sean Desai with the Seattle Seahawks as the associate head coach on the defensive side of the ball. Seattle had the second lowest blitz frequency in the NFL last year, 15%. 15%. So more than half. Greater than a 50% less frequency of blitzing than the Dolphins did. And then you have Chris Richard with the New Orleans Saints, a team that was top five in defensive yards allowed, top 10 in scoring defense, despite the fact that they were bottom three in the NFL in turnovers, and they blitzed 17%, 16.8% of the time. So I'm not a math guy, but these teams are blitzing at least half as frequently as the Dolphins did last season. And oh, by the way, they had good results to show for it. (laughs) Vic Fangio not in this bucket because he wasn't on a team last year. But the Vic Fangio defenses are not really, they are known for disguising their shells, but not necessarily bringing extra bodies. Uh, Leslie Frazier has been affiliated with the job uh, on the rumor mill. Nothing official because, of course, the, the Bills would have to make a decision on his contract before anything could happen there, because he's already a defensive coordinator. But if the Bills do move on from Leslie Frazier and Leslie Frazier gets interested in the job, the Bills were 10th lowest blitz frequency in the NFL last year. The themes are promising. Because again, this this ultimately, at the end of the day, it comes down to putting your players in the best position for success. And how do you do that? You play to their strengths. You have this defensive front with Christian Wilkins, who at times cannot be blocked. With Jalen Phillips, who took a massive leap in year two. And at times could not be blocked. And Bradley Chubb. Who was healthy. When he got here. Played through a high ankle sprain. Was top 10 in the NFL all season long on pass rush win rate. Despite the fact that he was playing on a snap count. Because he had an ankle sprain. And you can get into the whole discussion about trading for an injured player. If you want. Or a player with the injury durability issues that, that Bradley Chubb has. If you want to. Like that's fine. That's a separate conversation. Zach Sealer. These guys up front can get after it. So the fact that the Dolphins, their three confirmed candidates, Vic Fangio, Sean Desai, and Chris Richard, all have an extensive history of winning up front, playing zone coverage behind it, and letting your dudes up front win. It's self-awareness, and it's a win for the Dolphins. And I would strongly expect that is ultimately the direction that they are going to go, regardless of who the choice is. And that should be the direction that they go. So this is an example of good process. The Dolphins looking at the roster construction, looking at the commitments that they have, understanding what the nucleus of the defense is going to be for the next several seasons, at least. Play to the strengths of those guys. Because you rewind three years ago. And it was Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Bobby McCain, like, yeah, that was the strength. And you had guys like Shaq Lawson up front, and Shaq Lawson's a good NFL player. But there's a reason he's pinballed around and he didn't make it past the first year of his three-year $30 million, or three-year million million contract that he signed. Kyle Van Noy, again, another really good player. You had a developing Christian Wilkins, who is not the player that he is now. The strength of the defense was in the secondary. So what did you do? You played to the strength of the secondary. Now, it's it, the shoe is on the other foot. And the fact that the Dolphins are here, I applaud them for it. Now we just got to close the deal and get the best guy for the job, whoever that may be. And here's hoping the groundwork that the Dolphins have laid with Coach Mike McDaniel and the focus on collaboration instills a culture that inspires whoever their top candidate is to want to be here. Which brings me to Uh, The two candidates in the building today, Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, who are interviewing for the job, Vic Fangio, who we heard the Dolphins were interested in, but we, we never heard any buzz, and then lo and behold, he's in the building. Thank goodness for that. And Sean Desai. And I've seen this question asked by a couple of Dolphins fans on social media this morning, so I I figured I'd touch on it and give my two cents, not that you guys ask, but I figure if you're listening to the podcast, you care enough about my opinion that, that you don't mind that I offer it. I would be very surprised if we live in a world in which the Dolphins made more than one hire of the names on the DC list to be on the same coaching staff together. The connection is obvious between Desai and Vic Fangio, and the fact that the Dolphins are interviewing both, I've seen a couple Dolphins fans ask, well, could they hire Vic Fangio to be like the assistant head coach, although that role is already filled by John Emery, and then hire to to be the, the defense coordinator and get more than one guy in the building? I would be very surprised because, again, teams have a right to block parallel moves, right? So from Seattle's perspective, they have an associate head coach on the defensive side of the ball. Would it technically be an upgrade for him to be the defensive coordinator? Yes. But would Sean Desai want to make his next career move to go be a DC to then have Vic Fangio over top of him again anyway and block his potential candidacy as a head coach? You can look at it in the way that Leslie Frazier... Leslie Frazier has been the defensive coordinator this entire time for the Buffalo Bills under Sean McDermott. Leslie Frazier wants to be a head coach again, but Leslie Frazier is not the top dog on the pecking order in Buffalo for the defense. It's Sean McDermott, the head coach. So Leslie Frazier has not generated buzz around his interest to be a head coach again, because people look at the Bills defensive performance and they say, "Ah, yeah, Sean McDermott. Yeah, of course no matter how big or small the influence is that Leslie Frazier has on it, So Sean Desai is a young guy. He's going to want his opportunities to not be, I would imagine, to not be blockaded by a more established name that might remove the buzz for Desai's own candidacy to eventually be a, 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 a head coach in the NFL himself. So I would be very, very surprised. I would imagine if you're going to go down this road, you'll end up plucking assistance from here and there and other places that you used to work with for a team that had their head coach fired. And you'll intertwine that with the assistants that you already have under contract. I mean, they've, they've only cut a handful of assistants loose. But I would not want the expectation to be, okay, well, let's f- hire Fangio and hire Desai. I just don't think that's a world that that we're going to be living in based off of reading the tea leaves and understanding the career progression pathway for a lot of NFL coaches. Before we go any further on the show, we mentioned them at the top, but we do need to shout out our friends over at Prize Picks, Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. You can visit Prize Picks, pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten extra money on your entry. There's no competing against other people; it's you versus the projections available in-house. It's no competing against other people; it's just you versus Prize Picks. They have projections for just about every sport that you could possibly imagine, and entries are. Easy to place, they can be made in 30 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals It is currently operational in 30 states plus Canada. So, download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You visit if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you another $100. If you put in 50, they'll give you another 50, so on and so forth, up to $100. So, visit prizepicks.com. Or download the app and then use promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. So as we come home today, put my mouse down. As we come home today, uh, the other question that I was asked, uh, and I thought it was a good one, was, "Hey Kyle, wanted to follow up off of." The Tuesday podcast, in which we looked at the defensive depth chart for players who would be hurt by the Dolphins making a scheme change. Uh, And I wanted to parlay that with this person's question, and then also a question that I was asked by Joe Rose on the Joe Rose Show on WQAM on Tuesday morning. It involves Byron Jones. And the the coaches kind of took the heat off Byron at the end of the year. They said he did everything possible. He just didn't progress in his recovery from his lower body injury, uh, and it prevented him from playing this year. Okay. That's fine. Um, But the Dolphins have a significant financial commitment to Byron Jones for the 2023 season as it currently stands. If they wait until after June 1st, they could transition away from Byron Jones and save a significant amount of cap space. They could cut him before that, but they would have to designate it as a post-June 1st cut, which then in turn would mean you can't touch that saved cap space until June 1st. So you have a couple different options and it does not matter whether you trade him or, or if you cut him. The transaction has to be after June 1st. The Dolphins could say, well, we're going to be done with Byron Jones no matter what. Or the Dolphins could say, well, let's let's see how things go this offseason. Because you're going to have free agency. You're going to have the draft. You're going to have opportunities to trade players, trade draft picks, move and shake up and down the board, restructure contracts. Um, there's a lot that can happen. And while I do think one of the few positions of strength in this year's draft class is the cornerback position, ultimately, at the end of the day, you got to see who's available on the board, right? So the question Joe Rose asked was, is there a world you can foresee if Byron Jones is back with the team again next year? And then the question that was, was followed up on social media was, how would Byron Jones influence from this potential scheme change that you're talking about? And my answer to this, the first question from Joe Rose is, yes, I do I do foresee a world in which the Dolphins decide we're not going to just wipe our hands and be done with Byron Jones. There's a significant commitment here. We took the heat off of him for not playing this year, so it is what it is. Let's wait and see how the offseason plays out. You go through free agency. You go through the draft. You get some young guys, but you don't get a big, big name that you feel really good about their ability to, to replace Byron Jones. You may say, well, instead of an extra $6.5 million in cap savings this year that we would probably spend on a corner, (laughs) we might just keep Byron Jones for one more ride. As far as how he would play in these kinds of systems, we're talking a lot of deep deep coverages, zone coverage. I, I don't think it would necessarily set him up for the best of success, because if you remember, Byron Jones played free safety for the Dallas Cowboys for a couple of years, so deep coverages in zone is, is not foreign to him. One thing that is foreign to Byron Jones' game, it's just not a strength is ball skills. Well, he does, He has not manufactured a lot of ball production throughout the course of his career as far as generating turnovers. So we're going to ask Byron Jones to play off of bodies, play in deeper coverages, key the quarterback, and then take angles and attack the football in the air, it feels like it flies directly in the face of what Byron Jones's biggest strength is. So I do ultimately think that the scheme change is something for Byron Jones that I, I don't think is one of the things going in his favor coming back. That's not to say that it might not happen, and if it does, then we'll ask ourselves the question, okay, do we need to move back to free safety? or? and get into the corner on the outside, and does that alleviate the need for your third safety, or are we going to hope that the ball production, which has never been here before, is is going to come and that he's going to be 100% healthy and uh, not hit the cliff after a year off as a 30 year old corner? There's, there's just a lot of questions, and we'll, we'll see what kind of answers we get. Uh, As this offseason plays out. But of course, the first shoe that has to fall is the Dolphins hiring a defensive coordinator. We are closer to that happening because the Dolphins have had several coordinators, uh, coordinator candidates, excuse me, in the building today. Vic Fangio and Sean Desai interviewing for the Dolphins defensive coordinator position today. Also being reported this morning, the Dolphins received permission to interview New Orleans Saints co-defense coordinator Chris Richard. So there you have it. Make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fin's up, and I hope to talk to you all again tomorrow.